Well, hello, listeners. Um, I am Sierra Dieter in this first episode of the Your WSJ podcast. So here with me are two amazing people who agreed to be guests, uh, guests today. Victoria and Tevin, why don't you guys introduce yourselves, tell them your name, where you're from, your major, and your title at WSGA. Uh, Victoria, do you want to go first? Sure. My name is Victoria. I am the student body president and the current president of uh, Washburn Student Government Association. I currently live in Lenexa. Um, and my major, I'm actually a double performance major with the emphasis in violin and voice. Um, my name is Tevin, um, Tevin Asamoa. I'm a senator in WSGA. I'm a double major of biology and philosophy. All right. Um, so now that we've gotten to know a little bit about our guest, um, as you all may know, February is Black History Month. So our discussion today will be specifically about Blackness on campus. And I wanted to start by asking you, Victoria, how was your experience selecting a university um, being from a predominantly white state? Um, you know, we live in Kansas, so I don't really think that there's really much that we could have chosen from. Um, ultimately for me, when I first came to Washburn, there's was a lot more diversity than there currently is now, I believe. Um, I had ultimately chose Washburn because of the closeness to my home and that's considering that's saying a lot considering I was accepted to like a bunch of big schools in like New York and um, Texas and out in western Kansas so um, I think for me the decision to come here wasn't really based on the diversity it was a need to be closer to home um, however I am glad I chose Washburn because um, the diversity is something that you know we've been trying to work on for years and I can actually be a representative um, for people. So I'm actually really glad I chose Washburn. So how about you, Tevin? How was your process with selecting a university? Um, quite honestly, I wasn't necessarily looking. I didn't take diversity into consideration when I was looking. Um, I'm a non-traditional student. So I was looking for the school with the best uh, teacher to student ratio. Um, and Washburn really provided that. And it also helped that I already lived in Topeka at the time. All right. So uh, Victoria and Tevin, um, did you guys ever worry about obtaining scholarships or being accepted into universities? I would say, yeah, just because, you know, we live in a world where the system is against uh, people of color, specifically Black people. It's a system that was built to make us fail or to make us not succeed. And especially coming from a single income family, you know, college is very expensive and that's very intimidating for a lot of people. And I actually, one of the things that I actually found that was really great was that there's a Kansas Ethnic Minority Scholarship and I'm one of the only recipients that got it. I got it all four years, well, the past four years, that's a four year scholarship. Um, but I think that kind of spurred me on to keep you know, applying to schools just because um, if I could get that scholarship, I could definitely get in, you know, wherever I want. Um, but it was really intimidating applying. It was especially because I'm not technically a first generation student, but I'm like a first generation in this, you know, day and age. It was very different when my parents went to college. 
And so I was basically doing it all by myself and, you know, I didn't really know what was going on. So yeah, it was really, really intimidating. How about you, Tevin? Um, I share that sentiment like 100%. I'm a first generation student. Um, so really no one's helped, no one's been there to really like guide me down the path. And I feel like it's almost inaccessible. Like the resources may be there, but no one's pointed me towards them. Um, and I feel like I'm just breaking new ground with every step I take personally. I agree with that 100%. I knew when I was selecting a university, I of course never considered diversity because I grew up in a predominantly white city, you know, and I'm half white. So like, I guess I have that sort of, you know, blendable factor with growing up and choosing a university and stuff like that. But I knew just like you, Tevin, that with a student, that student to teacher ratio, there might be, you know, better resources for, you know, finding diversity or, you know, even just making my experience better at you know, any university, well, you know, I start college with scholarships. I, I knew there was competition, but with the whole aspect of not knowing, like specifically who was winning, at least with my scholarships that I got, well, that I applied to, I never knew specifically who was winning, you know, or who got to win the specific scholarships, but it was definitely something that like, was like an intrusive thought in my mind that like what if you know I you know am a minority I'm half black that maybe you know their their consideration would be you know a little bit skewed because of that um so Victoria what was your first reaction to being the first minority student body president at Washburn you yourself you made history by being elected the first minority president. So how, what was your first reaction to that? Um, I was really shocked, like really shocked because I, I didn't know if we would win or not. Um, we had some tough competition. We had a lot of, you know, stuff that was put in our, our road. We had a lot of roadblocks. And so when they set our name up there, they put it up there. I was like, oh my God, I, I like, we did that. Um, and then, you know, I, people were coming up to me and I was like, oh my God, I really just made Washburn history. And really, this is kind of big for Kansas anyways, because, you know, we're pretty white state and it's taken, what, 155 years to get uh, first minority president at Washburn. So um, it was a great achievement. I was very proud of myself and I was proud of, you know, me and Mayella, but I was also just really proud of the students who voted for us because it was a testament of what they wanted to see and what they wanted as a president. So um, it was a bunch of emotions. So I definitely went home and cried. <laughs> oh, most definitely. I mean, I would have too. Um, I didn't even consider the fact that Washburn is one of the oldest universities, you know, and like you literally emphasize that it's been 155 years that it took for them to elect, you know, a minority president. Do you think that like this was, or when you got elected, was that the perfect time for change? Or did you think that there should have been, you know, previous, you know, uh, elected people that should have been like more diverse within Washburn? Um, I think both, um, because I, we you know we got the multicultural room, like we've made changes on 
campus for diversity and it kind of fit that you know i i was during my presidency and my administration but it's really sad that it took this long you know it's sad that it we the minority students have been un unrepresented in WSGA because I remember when I first joined WSGA I think there was like one other person of color and then after I joined there was like a couple more people joined so it's always been a pretty white senate and um I think it should have happened sooner I mean not to say that I'm not grateful that I it was me that was the first one but it's a it's a little shameful that it wasn't happening sooner you know um but that's just the demographics of Kansas and of Washburn right. and there's nothing I can do about that but uh, the only thing I can do is plant seeds to you know all these people of color that are on campus you know you can make change and if you just put yourself out there you'll do that because exactly what I did is I put myself out there and here I am. Right um did you feel any pressure before you decided you wanted to run or even after being, you know, the first minority president at Washburn? Did you feel any pressure, anything like a load on your shoulders with that sort of title? Um, I definitely felt it right before elections and then going after we were nominated um, because that's a really heavy thing to put on your shoulders. It's a really heavy thing to take on. Um, so I definitely felt pressure, you know, that I have to I have to do all this and I have to and I have to make change on campus and I have to make history and I've got to be able to speak well and I've got to be able to do like all of this. It was definitely a lot of pressure, I will say. Um, and who knows, maybe maybe I, you know, rose up to the challenge. Maybe people think I didn't, and that's okay, because the only thing that I know is that I did my best with what I was giving me, with, with what I was given. Um, so yeah. All right. So Tevin, did you ever hesitate on with like joining WSGA? Like, was there ever like a like a period where you're like, oh, maybe, maybe not? Um, not really, actually. I don't think there was. All right, right on. <laughs> um, I know I didn't hesitate either. As soon as I saw the um, Zoom link on Bog, was it no it was bow tie? first semester I knew that I wanted to like you know hear a little bit about it and then right after I was like you know what no you know hesitation with joining and I feel especially after you know what you said Victoria about you being elected that like there wasn't a there wasn't any hesitation because I didn't feel unsafe if that makes sense or I didn't feel like I was going to be excluded because I did you know see you speak um at the what I don't think it was an orientation but Dr. Farley was there and you spoke at it too it was like a YouTube live sort of thing so I knew I was going to be accepted in some sort of way and I think that's really great you know Washburn is becoming more exclusive way more diverse that these you know me and Tevin both didn't have hesitation to join something that was like you said predominantly white for so for so long so how important is it for you guys to be black on campus or in WSGA? I think it's pretty important just because, you know, WSGA is a, a body of students that serve students and you have to have representation from all corners and all aspects of life and all ethnicities and all backgrounds, you know? And so being black on the Senate is, 
is how we're representing, you know, we're not speaking for students, but we're here to serve as a representative for through that they can speak through to the Senate. And so um, yeah, I think it's super important. How about you, Tevin? I absolutely agree with her. Um, she, she, pit, she hit it right on the head. Um, outside of being black in Senate, I like to be black 24 seven. Um, I do not, I do not hold my blackness back because I'm very proud of it. And honestly, I, I feel like that's really the way to move forward, to not have to, I don't know if we could consider it code switch when you code switch, but with the way you interact with people, if that could be a thing, if you don't have to switch persona really to, to mingle in spaces. Right. So this kind of goes a little bit off topic with um, being black on campus. Um, I know that I'm not all of us uh, maybe have struggled with identity, especially growing up in a predominantly white state. Now that we're all older and adults and college students, do you, what do you guys identify as specifically? Because I know I identify as black and white or just mixed. But I definitely try to emphasize either side because there isn't much that's besides the either the totally polar sides. Um, I feel like what I identify as changes because I'm always learning something new about my family history, and so you know I learn something that I'm like, oh, I I mean, my ethnicity is as follows. My mother is a Mexican, Spanish, Italian, and Navajo, which is a Native American tribe. And my father was Black and French and Blackfoot, which is another Native American tribe. And so I didn't know that I was Mexican until I got to elementary school, or not elementary school, middle school, because my mother has been a LIGO. And so she looks like a white person because of how much it has bleached her skin. But if there's like certain spots, you can tell she's a little bit lighter than I am. And... So I was like, oh, well, I'm black and Mexican. And then I find out about, the I'm really Mexican Italian. And so I started identifying as Afro-Latina. And now we find out that we're actually a lot Native American. So I'm, I, I feel like what I am always changes. So I don't really like know what I would identify as completely. Cause how can I say, you know, oh, I'm all of these things. So yeah, I say I'm black and mixed, um, but there's just so much more about like my history that I just can't say it all in like two words or three words. So I feel like what I say always changes to try to um, fit what I learn constantly. Gotcha. How about you, Tevin? Um, I, I've never. I normally like identify myself as African American. I have um. My my parents were born in Africa, and I was born here. Um, it's very difficult to separate like the American blackness that I experienced like growing up and like the African blackness that I experienced in my house from like me as a person, I guess. So I just consider myself African American, quite literally. Quite literally indeed. <laughs> so uh, for my last question, um, have you guys ever considered or do you guys have any ideas to how you would like to see Washburn grow with their diversity and inclusivity on campus? Um, if I can answer first, if, if it doesn't matter. Of course. I, 
I don't know how how it'd be possible, really, because if you look like if you walk into Dylan's and you were to look around, the diversity in Dylan's isn't very, like, it's not really there. So until like Kansas like internally changes to become more diverse, I don't think it's necessarily fair to expect Washburn to be more diverse. I think on the other hand of that, though, there is so much talent and so much hope that of all of the minority students that are on, on not on campus, but that are in Kansas. But I think the same way that people recruit, you know, for sports, the same way that people recruit to all of the white schools, we have to go out there and, and do an outreach to all the minority schools. You have to go out to Wyandotte. You've got to go out to Western Kansas to see if they are out there. You got to go in Kansas City. You got to go into Johnson County because I think that people will be surprised at the overwhelming amount of talent and hope that these kids have that is just not getting played on. You know, that's one of the biggest problems. I think it's an American problem is that Black people today feel like they are not important enough or they feel like they're not smart enough or good enough to do these things because of the society we live in, you know, we watch our own people get murdered. We watch our own people, you know, get down the wrong road and do drugs and do all this stuff. And it's because nobody will do the outreach. And I think that's where this all starts. That's why I was, one of the things I ran on was I wanted to have a multicultural recruitment day and I got shut down on different aspects, um, money aspects, you know, saying that we can't just recruit minority students or saying, you know, all these different things. The outreach is the thing that will change not only Kansas, but I think this country. And because we're not doing that, we're not having a diverse population. And so I think that's that should be the biggest goal for like the next few years is the outreach because th these kids are the future. Like I'm, That's such a cliche thing to say, but it's the truth. They can lead us down so many paths they're so brilliant and intelligent and you know they're like little shining lights in this world and we have to we have to treat them like the white kids get treated and we have to reach them the same way the white kids get reached too um, we have to touch their hearts too and i think that is how we can make not only washburn but kansas and america a way better place for diversity i definitely agree I definitely agree. So, well, now that I've run out of questions to ask, I guess I'll end my little interrogation with you guys here. So thank you guys again, Victoria and Tevin, for making time to talk to me and being such like lovely guests for this podcast. Is there anything else you wanted to like promote or say or any last words before we end this? I would say if you're interested in WSGA, feel free to join. We have lots of open Senate seats. Um, we have elections coming up and you can always feel free to run. Um, and we look forward to potentially seeing you and it, always feel free to stop by our office or drop a line. We're pretty approachable people. <laughs> um, if I can speak to anyone who's listening to the end, um, I just yeah. want to let you're very capable of everything you're trying to do. Everything in the future will come to you if you keep and be persistent. And you're amazing. We care about you.
Yes, most definitely. Um, my final words. So coming up on the 24th of February, I will be sitting down with other Black students on uh, Washburn campus, and we're going to discuss Black, Black excellence. My goodness, words. So bye for now. See you guys next time.